Tonaloy Lander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet for anyone. I'm your host, Megan. And for this season four, for some reason, I'm still your host, Joe. We are here today to discuss episode 401, America the Beautiful, and we are back. We are back. I mean, we came back temporarily to do a little recap on season one. Funny story, though. We couldn't finish it. Couldn't finish it. Too many, not enough weeks, yeah. too many episodes. But we will come back to the recap on season one once season four finishes. Absolutely. But season four is happening. This is exciting. Yeah. Well, also, I want to say that um, I will be touching a bit on our season one recap because mm-hmm. it... Mm-hmm. Um, it was a refresher, wasn't it, it? It was a refresher, but also, let's just say, it gave me some clarity on things that yes. I didn't realize. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I'm I'm glad that we did it. Or at least that, that we're, we're, we were doing it and are putting it on hold. That's right. So, Droughtlander is officially over. Yeah. We're back. We are back. Our beloved characters are back. Which? They're not in Scotland anymore. No, they are not in Scotland anymore. They're in America. They are. So, um, let's begin the episode with a cold open. And then we'll go back and talk about, you know, who wrote it and who it's now developed by and everything else. So it was a cold open. It was a cold open to 2,000 years BC. Yeah, a mega flashback. A mega flashback. And we have cavemen. And we have Clara's voice talking about how humans have had a fascination with circles forever. Yeah. And, um, you know, she talks about all the different kinds of circles and then enter the hangman's noose, which is in a perfect circle. I've never actually seen a hangman's noose in a perfect circle a like that. Thing. You don't really want but, to see. But one there ever, it is. But yeah. So and James, what, well, just ahead. just before you yeah. jump into the hangman's noose, what did you think of this 2000 years B.C. scene? I didn't care for it. No, why not? Um, I think because I was so excited to see my friends. You didn't care? I, I don't want to see these shaggy, dirty looking right. people dancing around stones. I've seen that already. I know. So. Did you care at all that it was like, it looked to be like a bunch of white people dressed up as 2000 year old Americans, even though. They wouldn't though, have been even white. Though, even though the white folk didn't show up there to, to take over for a no, long time. No, you pointed time. that out to me. Yeah. But I was more like. It was just weird and distracting to me. Plus, I I thought that there was some sort of, like, someone was going to maybe get sucked through their magic rock ring or something like that. Yeah, it was was one of a few really wasted scenes. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. Was that in the book? Did they have the. I don't remember. And I will say, I have read Drums of Autumn. But I read it slowly, mm-hmm. not as slowly as The Fiery Cross, but I didn't love Drums of Autumn right. the way I loved Voyager, for yeah. example. Okay. So I sometimes when I don't love something, I skim. Right. So, so you may have skimmed this, the first this, three chapters. Yeah. This season, I won't be able, there won't be very many times when I can say, well, in the book, blah, right. blah, blah. Because you skimmed. Because I did skim hard. Right. Um... And try not to skim hard during this episode. But well, you was, focused, and I appreciated that. It was a challenge. Anyway, go ahead. So then we get to see our friend James Fraser mm-hmm. walking down an American city. Yeah. Wearing his awesome hat dapper, from season a dapper three. Dapper hat, yeah. And still. the first thing we see him do is giving a bribe to some sort of watchman standing and yeah, guarding the, all the, of these condemned men. Right. And I'm pretty sure 
Oh, oh, you're looking, what did I, what did I say? You said that's the least nonchalant bribe I've ever yeah. seen. You so, were not impressed with Jamie. No, he walks up and he's like, hey, what if I wave a coin in your face? It's like, that's, you might as well just hold a giant sign saying bribe man. Yes. Like it's, that's, anyway. But just, he lets him in. So, so, and in that, and just, I want to just go on a, uh, I just want to take a pause for a yeah. second and be like, I'm almost happy that, that crap outlander is back because oh. yeah like the 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 writing and all of this and like it's so just like there's so many things that make me cringe and i realized when we were doing the the recap there it wasn't cringeworthy it was almost boring to do the recap because you were because, like yep that was pretty well yeah, done they were they yep, were, they were solid character. and it's and i was like it was almost nice for me to watch grown outlander grown lander again because because it was uh it was almost more fun it's more fun to dislike it than it is to just like acknowledge it for its quality yeah so but lots of that here don't worry guys okay (laughs) so (laughs) sorry you were saying yes i said jamie has a plan to save McDo number two. And your initial um response was i can't believe this guy's still around yeah i didn't i didn't think the McDo's were going to hang out, but here they are. Here they are. And Jamie goes up and he says, so when you, when they call your name, Fergus is going to like, he's got all of his guys mm-hmm. all preparing this escape plan for McDo number two. Yeah. Well, and this is where, uh, I don't know if this is where I asked or pointed out, but at the end, so at the end of season three, yeah. Claire and Jamie wash up on a shore yes. by themselves. That's correct. And meet some folk and they're yeah. like, y'all in America, y'all. Yeah. And, um, then all of a sudden, it's just it's four months four later. months later, and everybody's back together and found each other, and they're just but, okay. having a good time. Maybe you forget, and I did, I did. get you to watch the re- the the recap yeah. before we began. But one of the things that Claire and Jamie are so upset about when they are shipwrecked is they say to those people, "Are there any survivors?" And the guy says, "Yeah, they all survived. They're all they're all over oh. a couple of miles back." So they smile at each other, realizing that Fergus, Marcelli, McDo number one, like all of their poor guys survived. And they did. And they did. So four months later, there they are. still alive, except for McDo number two. Well, he is at this point. Yeah. And he turns Jamie's plan down. He says, nope, you know, I I did sleep with the prostitute and she was married and I threw the guy down the stairs in self-defense. Totally. So in the tradition of Outlander, they were presented with a sensible plan and a stupid plan and as usual the character chose the worst plan it's like dying okay great perfect that sounds good so but um they're interrupted by this Stephen bonnet we're introduced yeah. to the character of Stephen bonnet and your immediate reaction was to say that guy just looks like an asshole so obviously he's gonna play a main part here yeah, so, and he did, and yeah, and it uh, turns out they does, so, yeah. yeah. We'll get back to Stephen Bonnet, but you were annoyed then at McDo number two's request for the smile. Yeah, this is stupid, it's like, all smile. I want is a drink and a friend to smile at me as they snap my neck with a rope. Yeah, and Jamie doesn't. As opposed to Jamie, who is like, hey, I got a plan to keep you alive. It's like, no, I'd rather a smile before I die. That's my choice. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... He That's didn't want to put Jamie and Fergus and everyone at risk, right? Good for you, McDo number two. You deserve to be written off the show. And off he goes. And off he goes. And they a lot of close-ups on his hung yeah. head, which I did hanged. not hang. His hanged his head. His hanged head. I did yeah. not like that. I had to look away. In yeah. fact, 
<laughs> I always watched the episode first, so I'd watched it once before, and then I was watching it with Joe, and when that scene came up, I left the room, and Joe looks over, kitchen. I had to stand in the kitchen. He's like, and, is he still smiling? <laughs> and Joe's like, are they actually going to hang this guy? Yeah. Because he realized when I couldn't watch that they were yeah. going to hang him. And then too many close-ups on his bloodshot eyes. Anyway, he dies. Right. McDo number one gets really upset, at which point you asked if they were together. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he, he's like, they... You can't take him from, from me. me. Yeah, I they're best friends. friends. Well, I don't think so. Maybe because some more. I don't know. He was, he was sleeping with a prostitute to get... Okay, fair point. But that'd be nice. Yeah. Maybe I, it was... No, I don't no, think it was more. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I mean, could go all different ways. And I do just want to interject and say, the second time I watched this, it hit me that Claire seems fairly okay with this public hanging, considering she's a healer, number one, number two. Two, this is her friend. And number three, she's from the 1940s, but yet she stands there like a yeah. regular person. That's one thing. Claire was not standard Claire in this, like, old season two and three Claire would have gotten up there and been like, you can't do this. And well, her voiceover, them in big trouble her voiceover, and, do you remember what her voiceover said? She said no. over the last month or so, Jamie had done everything right. he could appealing, for, and there was right, nothing right, right. that could be done. I do remember that. But Claire doesn't even look that upset i mean maybe she is and just like containing it inside but she doesn't yeah i mean i would have said you know what i'm gonna go get a drink while you guys watch this i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm i'm from the 1900s so i'm not really into watching yeah yeah so mcdo number two's hanged head jamie turns and looks but there's an outbreak and everyone starts fighting Stephen bonnet very wisely heads for the hills yeah (laughs) heads for the hills which why wouldn't you and then uh and then the intro begins. Yeah, sing and, me a song. And it's uh, it's new. It's a it's a, they've they've added some shots, which is always nice. I I, uh, I think we've touched on a few times that I Appreciate. hate when shows oh. don't show. No, no, I hate when shows don't change up their intros. Yeah, uh, Mad Men it, being the worst example. <laughs> being one of one of the worst examples for sure. But yeah, so so they did change it up with a lot of new shots. There's a lot of new shots in there and a little bit of like. Mumford and Sons influence yes, in their, banjos in their and little fiddles. plink plonk music yes. mixed in there with their usual sing me a song of a something gone wrong, which is generally what I feel when I sit down and watch this show. Um, anyway, okay. you have some comments. How you were you, surprised. How did you feel about the new intro? I loved the new intro. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Did you? I did. Um, you were surprised at the lack of shots of wood cutting that we saw in the intro. Because There's a lot of wood cutting. I should explain. Yeah. That when we first watched the trailer for season four, I said, what do you think? Because I was so excited. And you said there was so much shots of wood cutting. There's a lot of wood cutting and bangs. Jamie's hair is just ridiculous. Now, I know it's a wig because you said that Sam Hewen refuses to dye his hair. I not dye my hair anymore. So it's a red wig. But man, couldn't you have found a better wig? Or wasn't there some sort of like turn of the century bobby pin he could have used or something? Those bangs Yeah, because someone, he's he's cutting those himself. Yeah, he looked like just a ridiculous shaggy dog anyway bad hair i mean i think a lot of people don't mind the way jamie looks well they're not looking at his hair they don't even know if he has hair okay anyway. then the title shot which is a, a huge hawk um bald eagle bald eagle yeah. um flying over the water and <laughs> grabbing a fish out of the water that's right i wonder if that was just i feel like was that they didn't shoot that they bought it off some stock film site because bald eagles are endangered species. They're not going around. Maybe they found a trained bald eagle. Maybe that's what they spent the money on, because they certainly didn't spend it on their green screen at the end of this episode. 
Uh, maybe they blew their budget on that bald eagle. I don't know. Maybe they bought it. Maybe Ronald D. Moore owns a bald eagle and they just brought it out. That's Chad. I mean, it was a great shot. It was a, yeah. Did you just name the bald eagle Chad? Chad. Yeah, that's right. It was a great shot. And over the shot, it says, developed by Ronald D. Moore, written for television by Tony Graffi and Maccabee Roberts. This is huge, people. No one, probably a lot of people didn't realize this or notice it, but this is huge. This is huge because that means Ronald D. Moore, who, if you've listened to any of our podcasts and if you're still here, that means you probably have, um, I have a lot of respect for Ronald D. Moore, as does Megan, but this means that he is gone. Why? It, it, he developed by Ronald D. Moore. But that's just kind of like, it developed, but that doesn't mean... It used to say what? What did it used to say? Executive, executive producer, which means, is another term for a showrunner, which is the person that runs the show. Developed by just means that he came, you know, he originated the idea and developed the show and then walked away. It was sort of like how Lost was developed by J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams had nothing to do with Lost after it started, but uh, he developed the show. Same thing with Ronald D. Moore. So he's still, he's sort of like the Queen of England. You know, the he's there and he comes out every once in a while. He's like, hello, and then, but the Queen does not run Great Britain and Ronald D. Moore no longer runs Outlander and you should be afraid because he's really good and now that, what's it, the... Matthew B. Roberts. No, no. What's Tony the what's Graffia. the term? The like the inmates are running the prison or the cuckoos are running the hen house? I don't know. I Bad don't news know. bears, guys. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, I actually quite enjoyed this episode, so I don't think we need to head for the hills yet. Okay, all right. Okay. The next scene, the first scene mm-hmm. after the opening, they are in the pub and they say that they've got McDo number two's body in the wagon. That's right, just sitting out there. They're just sitting in there having a drink. The and body's the, just well, they're sitting not, they're in a wagon because they're planning to lay him to rest. They're right. figuring out how they're going to do okay. this. And it's actually a nice nod to the, the fact corpse? that they were just all... Just out in the trunk? Uh, anyway. <laughs> that they were all really close at Ardsmere Prison because someone says, can't we just bury him in a forest? And Jamie says, no, oh. when we were in the prison, he was scared of... Forests. He was scared of being alone. Right. And it's yeah. nice. That he, this is a good friend. It is a good friend. they're determined to give him a proper burial. Mm-hmm. Then they all sing a song. And then they all sing together. And... Which was awesome. That was the cherry on top of an ice cream cone. They all sing and they realize that there are so many Scottish immigrants. There were a lot of people in that room that that sang Gaelic. Yes. And it's interesting because I watched Diana Gabaldon. She was at the New York Comic Con. and, Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, people ask me all the time about why I wrote book four in America. You know, they say, well, why didn't you stay in Scotland? Scotland was so nice. Like, why didn't you keep the characters in Scotland? And she said the reality of the situation is that it wasn't, you know, the, the style of life and feeling that we all loved about Outlander and that first season, that, like, with the Battle of Culloden, that whole thing died. Like, she mm-hmm. said, in reality, most Scots left. They went to America. They yeah, went lot. to PEI. They left. I mean, Claire says right in season one that Culloden basically ended the clans. Yeah, and ended Outlander taking place in Scotland. Now, that being mm-hmm. said, you know that they shot all of this in Scotland, not in North Carolina. Did you uh, know that? I mean, the green screen shots would indicate that they didn't shoot it in North Carolina, that's for sure. Right. Mm. So they go and they dig a grave for at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ian and Jamie, yeah. and they're digging the grave for McDo number two, and Ian has a moment of PTSD from Gaelis. Yeah, which I don't, really, I don't really... And, 
I didn't understand it. I don't really know what was happening there or why. Well, he it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And he and to Jamie me. discuss being raped. Right. And this is a very well acted scene by both characters. I don't know if you were too distracted, but both of them do an amazing job. Well, that being said, I found myself wanting this scene to end. It's yeah, too slowed I, and too delayed. I just I didn't understand it because it was he kept Ian kept being like, "Oh, and then she made me do awful, horrible things, but I remember watching. I don't remember like. I think that was off, off screen. Off, off. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Stage I think left. Stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What so, would she? What did she make him do? Though. I mean, I think she raped him. Okay. Man, so he's man, having PTSD guess, from yeah. it, and so Jamie, as you said, because he listens to Ian. And you said that Jamie in his head was like, that sounds horrible. Yeah, let's trade war stories. Have you ever had your hand nailed to a table while someone fucks you up the ass? I did say that. Yeah, that's a little worse. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's what it sounded like. Like, I don't, that's what I mean. I don't really understand what happened to Ian that was so, so awful. I think she raped him. I don't know, as a dude, I'm just not sure. I mean, I don't want to be ignorant about this. No, I know. I'm not disrespectful, but it's like. Jamie's like, I've also been raped, but my hand was nailed to a table whilst it was happening anyway i don't i don't just i don't really understand i mean i didn't like that scene either i felt like i was too excited about the episode and all of the things that were going to happen why are we talking about i mean i know it's important because they've both been traumatized but i feel like we've certainly gone through jamie's trauma and do i care about ian's maybe not i I mean they want you to they do and it was a very well acted scene anyways they go back to the wagon to get McDo number two's body, and who's in the way? Well, it sits up like a specter, and they all get freaked out, and then Jamie beats the shit out of, a, out of the specter with scary. the end of a shovel. <laughs> and it's Stephen Bonnet, yeah. and he begs them to allow him mm-hmm. to hide in the wagon in the name of his friend, McDo number two. Right, total bullshit line. Now, I could be wrong here. I, I should have done some research, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um... I am pretty sure that this is based on a real pirate. Stephen Burnett? Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, obviously it's pirate. Well, but I, I, yeah, I, so uh, I, I just, I, I should have done my research, but I'm, I'm sure this character is based on a real pirate. There's a pirate of a similar or the same name. I'll look that up for next episode, yeah. maybe. And uh, yeah, so so it just makes me wonder if this is a bit of a, like fact fiction fantasy. Maybe. Anyway, he's a dick. They agree. They agree to help him yeah, by he, hiding him, and you thought he was swarmy. Yeah, he's a swarmy, he's a slick-talking bad guy, rogue. But let's talk about the casting of Stephen Bennett, because they looked for a long time for this guy. Yeah. They got a, a very, I think, they did a great job with him, and that actor's got a main role in Downton Abbey. Like, he knows what yeah, he's you doing. You said that. I'm not sure who he played, but it wasn't mm-hmm. Matthew Crawley. No, it wasn't Matthew Crawley. Big Dan Stevens fan over here. Dan, if you're listening, come on the show anytime. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome to our Lloyd Lander yeah. show. Come on in. Uh, anyway, this guy, he, he he's supposed to be a dick, and he plays a dick really well. He's, so I think job. he's great. I did read, however, some mm-hmm. reviewers felt that they... Who? they I don't remember. I was just reading a bunch of reviews, okay. and one person said that they felt he looked too much like young Ian. And they didn't care for the casting as a he result. He looks like a handsomer version of Young Ian. I could see that. They both are sort of spindly blonde dudes with ponytails. With so. like circle faces. Yeah, I could, I could yeah. kind of see that. Which is something yeah. that hadn't occurred to me. But then I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
but it doesn't bother me. To me, I think it's great casting. I really like him. He totally puts me off guard. I find him charming when he's supposed to be charming, but also I don't trust him, but I like him, but I don't. Right. So I'm, I like that casting. And then they take him, Claire and Jamie. I don't know where McDo number two and Ian go. Yeah, where the hell did everybody or, go? Or sorry, McDo number one. McDo, no. Yeah, yeah McDo number one. Yeah, sorry. He stays back. He stays back. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone just leaves while they... Get on a wagon and... And take, take yeah, Steve Yeah, because Claire says, I'll go with you. It'll be more believable if it's a husband and wife. Right. So they, they get stopped by... Um, Redcoats. By, by Redcoats. And, um, you know, they, they say, there's a corpse in the back and uh, we're just taking it to get buried. And there's this tense moment where they stab the stab Stephen Bonnet in the leg, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh my God, he's so tough! He took the knife." But you find out that it actually they just stabbed the venison, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So, but but he got a little cut, and Claire had to clean him up. And well, Jamie, and Claire have yeah, ahead. Claire went yeah. Jamie went over and stood by a tree with his tiny baseball bat. It did on. look like a baseball bat. You and yeah. I were like, "What is he? Is that a yeah. baseball bat?" He's holding? yeah. So he was gonna. But he says, my, my wife will help you. She's a healer. And then, and picks then up he his just baseball. F's off with yeah. his baseball, the tiny baseball bat. Yeah. And it almost, as Claire tends to Stephen, it's almost like he's like creepily flirting I with feel her. Like they, I feel like she was open to it. They were having a little, she little, I, she was, she was having a little flirt fest with him. Because he said two, two wedding rings. Yeah. And she's like, well, I've been married twice. And he's like, two lucky. And she's all like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, because of my Mount of Venus. They yeah, certainly that's right. are. Exactly. So, then what happens? They they part ways. They bandage him up, and he says, "Thank you so much," and, and, and I appreciate it. There's, oh, you should be careful. There's there are Thieves. bandits afoot. Yeah, and They're then like, he thank you, Stephen Bonnet. And then he leaves. And they go, and well, Jer- uh, Claire wishes him good luck, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I find men make their own luck." It's like, Ooh, what does that mean? And mm-hmm. then off he goes. Find out later. Next scene. Do you remember what the next scene is? Of course, is? I do. Claire and Jamie are sitting in the woods with a campfire burning. Jamie has, please note, no shirt on. No shirt. Joe immediately pointed out that he would be absolutely freezing. Joe's yeah. like, what? They were wearing they were wearing wool coats in the day. They'd yeah. be rising. Why doesn't he? I said, well, maybe he's maybe he's hot because he's next to a fire. <laughs> and you said, have you ever been next to a fire? Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Yeah. Just it's our it's our first ridiculous shirtless Jamie scene of yeah. the season, and I'm sure there's more to come. And you said season one did not have this Harlequin romance shit. Yeah, that's true. That's I had forgotten that maybe that was when I watched season one. That is the thing they didn't have that Harlequin romance shit that they would have these. They had it in season two and in season three. These long, terrible scenes of. People like it though. I'm, People, well, I'm not mean, the demo. I'm, I've said that a hundred times. But I guess they do. Here's but, what I will say. But I it like, wasn't there in season one. Is what I'm saying. And they've just I mean, like it was cramming a bit more in the wedding that episode, garbage. In but it was well done. It was better done. And I just find it is crammed in. And I and love long. romance. I love romance. And I love Claire and Jamie's romance. I don't need to see every thrust every time though. There's a lot of thrust. And I will say that there is never foreplay. No. It is always just immediate sex. And I mean Claire. Being the amazing wife she is, within thirty seconds she orgasms. Like it is, yeah. No, it's it all. It is very Harlequin romance, unrealistic. Yeah. But I mean, people love it. So some people they, do, I'm sure. Pardon the pun. Insert it into. Oh, there you episode. go. Hello. <laughs> but it's because the version that we were watching um, oh. had subtitles. Yeah, we and it actually get the subtitles to turn the off. Subtitles said 
both both <laughs> loudly moaning. Loudly moaning. Yeah, so we were kind of we were kind of uh groaning throughout that seed and then when that came up we just started laughing our right. heads off. So yes. I'm sure that was the desired effect when Matthew B. Roberts wrote that gem of a scene. I know. So then the next scene is they are trying to sell the ruby and they're in this um they're all dressed yeah, up. Yeah, this random ruby. They're like, you, Oh, we found a ruby. Yes. It's like there's and you said instead of their forest fuck scene, maybe they could spend some time explaining to me how they got invited to this dinner. Yeah, just all of a sudden they're sitting in this dinner with all these people, lords, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously mm-hmm. rich, important. There's, I believe, one was a baron or something like that. They just washed up on shore. You know, last time we saw, I know it was four months ago, four but months. like, Jamie's can we made connections? Jamie well, is very. Can we talk about any of that? Like, this is, this is they might have. We might have still been talking about I don't, the forest. I don't think scene, so. And they might have provided it in like, the voiceover. I don't know that they did. And this is what I mean about how this show now wastes time on Harlequin romance scenes and gives like just glosses over the story. They don't care, which is unfortunate because there is such a story to this. There might be. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Well, so at the dinner table, there is a woman there, and she throws some serious shade at Claire about her yeah, hairstyle, which just, I thought Claire's hair looked very pretty. What did you think? Not, she, did, I mean, her, she had Claire hair; it looked okay. Yeah, and yeah, Claire but, just smiles it off and is successful. But like, bitchy smiles. Oh, oh yeah, uh, but you can't, you can't knock Claire. Like, do you think that you're gonna knock down her confidence? No, are you kidding? No. no. So the um, the person who they want to be interested in the ruby is is, and then this gentleman named Tyron. Tyrone, Tyron, Tyron. Uh, he offers Jamie Tyrion. a pipe and a talk. Yeah, can I? Can you fancy a pipe and a talk? Yeah, he Jamie says does, I have yeah. a proposition for you. Yeah, he offers him the opportunity to own land and to prosper. Yeah, so this is this is interesting. For no reason whatsoever, having no backstory to this whatsoever, this very important man offers Jamie a shit ton of free land. Mm-hmm. And, and Jamie doesn't say anything about it. No, he thinks maybe no. Because their plan is to go back to Scotland with all the money right. that they made from the ruby. They made a hundred shillings. Yeah, no pound, hundred pounds yes. sterling. That's right. a lot of that's a lot of green back then. Right. So they have a conversation about why they should yeah. and why they shouldn't. Well, Claire and Claire wants says, to go back or say sorry, stay. stay. She, uh, but she says the problem is that the British, they're you know we're we're eight years away from the American Revolution, but this time the British will lose, right. and so we would like, be on the wrong side of history again, again. And Jamie's like, "That's the plan, that's the plan." <laughs> you told me this before, and you know what? I said, "Let's let's go with the wrong side," and that really worked out well for everyone. Rupert's <laughs> dead. Everybody's fucking dead. That worked out great. You know what we should do that twice. Let's do it again. Yeah, that's the do that again. So Jamie says, yeah, that's my plan. That's my plan. There's a war coming and we lose. That's the side. Can I take my shirt off? Yes? Perfect. Well, he doesn't say that, actually. They just cut to the next scene, which is Ian with the dog, Rolo, because he won him. Ian won a dog. Ian won a dog. Good for you, Ian. And you like that dog. I like the dog. Dog's my favorite character. He's the new Murtaugh, the dog. They they all go into the pub, and that's when Jamie announces that they've decided to stay in America. (laughs) And you said, so we've gone through all the pros and cons of staying, and it's all cons. (laughs) So we're going to do it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what this show does. And the path his, of most resistance. Fergus and Marsley are going to stay in Wilmington. Yeah, because Parsley's pregnant now. Yeah, she's Good with child you. and yeah. not able to make the journey back I to Scotland. I just want to say, I hate new Fergus. 
I miss... I like him. His accent is garbage, and which is weird, because he's actually French. I know, you Googled it. He's a French. I had to. I was like, who is this dude with this terrible French Again, accent? Again, we've talked about this, though, and he, he's, he's doing half... Half French, yeah. half Scottish, because he grew up at Lallybrock. Half French, half Scottish, but all bad. Anyway. I like him. I know. I like him a lot. I know you do. So they get onto the river. They get on a riverboat. Yeah, yeah, they do. They say goodbye to Fergus and right. Marcy. They don't get on a river. They get on a boat. McDo number two says, I'd like to come with you to protect you. Right, exactly. And that you said, out. God, I can't believe this can't guy's believe still this around. Is... Yeah, that's right. I can't believe he was still in the show. So they get... Onto a riverboat, mm-hmm. and it is, and I'm not normally picky about this kind of thing. Yeah, but it is a horrible green screen. Yeah, there's like, so this is, is like a soundstage somewhere yeah. they've built this. And you boat. said that you're like they are on a soundstage. Yeah, and it, it's you know that's why I was saying maybe they blew their money on that eagle. I don't know, but you said it was a. Oh no, you're right. It's an I, eagle. I yeah, Chad the bald eagle. Yeah, and uh, they, but yeah, there's a lot of scenes on this soundstage. This whole last, this whole last sequence is all. Well, not the no, because you said there was the one episode. shot where you're like, "What the heck? That's actually a river. That's not a soundstage. What are they yeah. doing?" Yeah, so, so like the faraway I'm, shots, they're on a river. Yeah, I'm but not then really... close up, they're on a soundstage, and the background keeps blurring out of focus. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was because the actors couldn't be there or something. I mean, the shot's so far away, you can't tell who's actually on that boat or not. Like, that's it, a really it, good point. It, that probably know, was not them. Probably not. Yeah. yeah so it, it was distracting to me. I don't know. If, I mean, you noticed. So maybe I did notice, and I you, don't normally notice that stuff as much as you do. Yeah. So um, they have a conversation about slavery because the man on the river is mm. a free is a free slave. Well, yeah, Claire just assumes he's a slave, and, and she's annoyed. Well, he's like, and she said you shouldn't. It was actually a weird line though, because she said um, elderly slaves elderly slaves shouldn't work that hard, which is kind of like saying that the younger ones probably could. I felt like that was a bit of an enabling statement, which is kind of out of character for Claire, but whatever. That's fine. Anyway, we find out that this uh, this gentleman is in fact um, a one, free man. He's one, and and the the gentleman who used to own him petitioned for him to be a free yeah, man. Yeah, so he's the, one of the well, good white people. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the good bad white people. So why uh, <laughs> the good bad white people? Yeah. yeah, and you can't help but when you're watching, think I would be one of the good bad white people too, right? Because I would be one of the good ones. I would hope. Be, yeah. 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 So he's not that good because he owned the man as a slave before he no, saved his part, life. That so that's not great. That's no. not great. Anyway. So um, there's a really sweet scene where Jamie has a gift for Claire. Yeah. And our friend who did a special mm-hmm. a special guest appearance on yeah, yeah. last season last season, season, season three. three. Yeah. Miho. This is I remember she loved the scene from the book. And mm-hmm. so did I when he gives her that doctor's Yeah, that the little doctor's doctor case. doctor kit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was It was fun. it's such a sweet scene and I actually thought it translated very well onto the screen. Like did I it? thought Sam Hewen did great. I thought Claire did a really Good job. And, and oh, he, it was a nice scene. It was probably one of the better scenes yeah, in the show. Yeah, it was really sweet. And he said, um, I've never been able to give you much, mm-hmm. save the ring on your finger. And you said, that's true. And anything Jamie has had in the past, Claire has managed to, managed to burn it right to the ground. Literally. Yeah. She did, yes. Yeah. But it's a really sweet scene between the two of them. And then yeah. the next scene is they're all sleeping. Mm-hmm. Calmly. Calmly on, on their the boat. River, and Claire safe. and Jamie are... are together. Uh, they're going to start canoodling. No, they because do. they're surrounded by no, Ian care. and Rolo and McDo oh, number one. Right. And, and then what happens? Stephen Bonnet 
first. Well, first you just see bad guys. You actually see Rolo jumps up and runs out and like knocks somebody right. off the deck, and you're right. like, "What the deuce?" Yeah. And then you realize that there are other people, people coming on. And there's the a ship. lot of them. Yeah, there's and a lot. And who's leading it though? Steve Bonnet. Steve and Bonnet. Diamond Steve Bonnet. Yeah. So this scene, I'm I'm part of all sorts of different Facebook groups that are associated yeah. with Outlander and, and this, ours and and ours and this scene people are hating on Why? they don't like the contemporary music yeah and, and no that... and no voices you can't you you don't hear any of them screaming right, you can yeah. just see their mouth so that that I picked up on immediately because they start playing it before the the attack where it's like this is this is like a modern piece of music and yeah it's a it's a Ray Charles yeah piece and, and it's uh, America the Beautiful, right? And which is, I mean, the which was the title of the show. Yeah, but the entire episode, from the hanging to the robbery to the history with the Native Americans yeah. to the issue of slavery still existing, shows that America at this time was actually anything but beautiful. Right. It was a pretty gruesome place to be. Yeah, it was all. It was. It was like the wild. The Wild West, essentially before the Wild West, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was a, it was a. But I am going to go ahead and say that I loved this final scene. I loved it, and I thought it was so well acted. It was the best part of the show, that's for sure. And best it, part of this. there's a lot going on, and you're kind of just trying to keep up. And yeah, and it was, it, I didn't, I liked the execution where it was just the song, and there was no, no sound effects, no, um, no other audio other than the song. Yeah, and and, and as really a viewer, well. it did work really well. And as a viewer, there was a lot going on. You're like, okay, wait, why isn't the dog helping? Oh, the dog's gone. Okay, wait, where's Jamie? Oh, there's yeah. four men on him right now. Right. And then at one point, you get a quick glimpse of the the two people, like the um, slave owner, except not a slave mm-hmm. owner anymore, yeah. and the older man. Yeah, and they're they, just at gunpoint. They're at gunpoint. And then... Young Ian is being like thrown around. Oh yeah, every the, yeah, all there's the so mains, much going on. Yeah, between Steve Bonnet, Jamie, Claire, and Young Ian, everyone they face acted the shit out of this scene. They like, really well. Yeah. Even can we say McDo number one did a great job too? Yeah, because someone starts almost like breaking Claire's arm. They're like holding Claire's yeah. arm back. So McDo number one goes and saves her. Right, but then Stephen Bonnet, Bonnet comes and he's like looking at Claire as he slits his throat. Yeah, no. So he's like, "Hey, I'm bad." That's like I'm gonna look at you while I kill your friend. That's yeah. I don't that's want... like Jack Randall level bad. It is, and he and Katrina Ball, her face in this, like she's oh, got yeah. her she, hands up, she and she's just like swallowing and swallowing and swallowing and like backing up, yeah. and like you can tell, like she just you think she's gonna comply with mm-hmm. absolutely everything she's supposed to, and she keeps like looking right. over to see. And, and this is actually sorry we didn't we didn't touch on this before. The part of the. The scene between them in the where where she's mending him, he notes the rings and talk about talks about how much he loves rings. Right. So and you circles know. And you stuff. know. So he wants her rings. Yeah. That's all he wants, and she. Well, it's not all he wants. He takes all of. No, Jamie's but that's that's like tools. specifically he's going for for those rings though, and. Uh, and you see, she takes you see Claire off. like shaking and taking them off, and you're like, oh my god, what's she gonna do? What's the dumbest thing she can do right now? And you look at me, and you were like. Is she gonna swallow them? Is she gonna put them in her mouth? And, and she, it is. And that then is. She, and then the, she does. And she does. Yeah. So. And then you were like, "Is she choking on them? What's happening? Is she? Is she gonna choke to death?" And she manages to swallow one uh, of them. Kinda. She gets one mid throat. The other one. The other one. Steve Bonnet rips fishes, fishes Jamie's out. ring out of her. Surprised she didn't bite down, but. 
Um, maybe that she well, was, she was choking. Oh yeah, that's true. She was choking and gagging. Hard, hard to bite when you're. Choking. Also, she was crying. It yeah, it wasn't good. Was There's a lot going on. There's was, a lot going there on. There was, and she's like, so, "You just killed our friend in front of me." Yeah. I don't know if Young Ian's okay. My and husband's Jamie over there. Could There's be like dead. four of know. them. No, she didn't know what was yeah. going on. And then the final scene is they all leave, and Jamie kind of like limps in and is just staring at McDo yeah. number one. He doesn't really run right to Claire. Yeah. They just kind of like freeze in that tableau right. of Claire hunched over yeah. crying. Oh, we, she coughs up so, the ring. Yeah. And well, she's choking, isn't she? And then she like corks she up the ring. She gags it. Yeah. And it's Frank's ring. Sadly. She seemed upset that it was Frank's ring. Well, they talked she about down how at it was the only thing that right. Jamie had ever been able to give her. That's Lollybrock. That's why, yeah, I don't think that ring would be worth that much. It was just no. a key made into a ring. Yeah. So, and then... And would then, have scratched the shit out of her throat oh, if she tried to swallow it. That one would have hurt for sure. Yeah. Which is maybe why the other one went down. Maybe, I don't know. Anyways, and then cut to black. That was the episode. Yeah. And you said, I could tell you, you were, you did not move during no, the scene. So scene. I could tell that you were into it. Yeah. And when it cut to black, because you'd been, let's be honest, complaining a lot oh, over garbage, the hour yeah. and four minutes but you were quiet and you were like well at least something happened yeah and they have a villain right which was my one of my biggest complaints about this show at the end of last season that they finally found a villain in uh Gales and they killed her immediately so i feel like steve diamond steve bonnet is around he for is, a bit i feel like he's sticking around so and finally they have a evil. bad guy he he's evil. a wicked evil legit bad guy and um yeah that's that's good i like i like it some controversy up in this place so ah. so yeah so so good yeah okay so loin points oh god should i start please 82 no yes 82 82 so here's the thing i really enjoyed it. it i found it to be a little stunted but like i understand they have to lay out they have to lay out the story mm-hmm. i did not like the cavemen dancing around the circles i've mm-hmm. already seen people dancing around the stones i don't need mm-hmm. to see that again and I didn't like the Harlequin romance part, right. even though I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of love between Jamie and Claire. I just don't need it to be that cheesy. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a great episode. Really? Yes. Great, hey? Okay, I give it three out of ten bald eagles. Okay, why do you? Why are you difficult with our loin point system? 30. 30, okay, great. And here's why 30. I'm tempted to be like... Point four, mm-hmm. but I learned my lesson on season three yes, that if did. I if I shoot too low off yeah. the top, it gives me nowhere what to happens. go. Yes, that's so right. So I'm gonna start with thirty. Well, and I've also read because some, and I only got thirty because the last five minutes. Right. So some critics have have been able to view the first six episodes. Really. And they say that this season, some people are saying that this is like one of the best seasons of Outlander, and they're saying that the first two episodes are apparently a little bit like slow. And mm-hmm. then it gets right into Who it. Who are these some critics you're quoting? I mean, I read I read everything I can about Outlander because right. I love it. And I read it and I want to talk about it. And you always take a while to watch it after I've watched it. So I need to talk and read yeah, about sorry it. Sorry we're a little late on this one. Took yeah, we're a little bit Took me delayed. a while to catch up. Will not happen again. Uh, MVP. I'm going to give it to Steve Bonet. He's a dick and I hate him, but I I've been wanting a person to hate on this show for a while so i'm charming not... like he's so smiley when he's saying stuff he's good at being bad yeah and then favorite scene uh the end scene me too unquestionably me too yeah. oh we're getting we're agreeing on everything oh, here least favorite scene i think last. we can say the same the yeah cold shirtless jamie yeah yeah harlequin romance yeah boom 
Look at that. Look at that. So for our huge disparity in loin points, we pretty much agreed on everything. Yeah. Yeah, nice work, babe. Yeah. Overall, a great episode. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you. We've had uh, so much fun. Yeah, this will be our... F- no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> tune in next time when we'll talk about this show again. Will I hate the next episode as no, much? No, you will not. Because it's going to be good. Hard to say. What's going to happen to Claire and Jamie? Well, we already know uh, who's who's playing Aunt Jocasta, right? And we like her from Orphan Black, the woman that plays her. Yeah, yeah. She's an Siobhan, awesome... Siobhan. Yeah. Siobhan from Orphan Black. I she's can't remember the actress. She's an awesome actress. Yeah, so that, that'll be good. We know she's great if you haven't watched Orphan Black. And we know um, that we're going to see a little bit of Roger and Brianna. Yeah, at some point, Roger and Bri are going to show up. And yeah. Murtaugh's still kicking around there somewhere. Where the fuck where is Murtaugh? We know he's alive. If we're talking about, was alive, you know, anyway. where are these people? I posted on our Loinlander Facebook page the disappointing news that Laura Donnelly does not appear in this season. As yeah. she very much should. Jenny is in book four a lot. So I don't know how they worked around that. But apparently, Laura Donnelly... Had I scheduling. Love I love Jenny too. Maybe, and she uh, had scheduling conflicts. Now that being said, I saw on Twitter that she just she just tweeted and said, I feel like I need to defend the produce the wonderful producers of Outlander and explain that I was invited back. I was just unable to due to scheduling conflicts because people were starting to say things like, How could they not have her right, back? Right, right. Jenny's supposed to be in like outrage. Which there should be outrage. She's an amazing actress and an incredible character and an important Does Jenny character. come to America? No, but she's always at Lollybrock, so anything that happens at Lollybrock, she's... But we never go to Lollybrock. Well, you don't so know I... what's going to happen because it's a know. time travel show, so you don't know the uh, crazy stuff that could happen. I don't know. No. Apparently it doesn't happen, so joke's on. Well, it does, just not with Jenny. Does it, is it, maybe they just replace her with the eagle. I think that's a wrap. Have a good night. I think Joe has expired. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.